Hello and welcome to Is Main Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always makes his food with a cup of love. Josh Hemo. So I'm such a good cook. I'm going to have my own cooking show one day. That's where all the flavor is in the love. Exactly. It's a secret ingredient. If you know anyone who's a bad like cook and like you taste their food and it doesn't taste that good, it's because they don't love you. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to our podcast where we tell you how to properly cook things and also where we talk about a Spongebob episode. You know, every single week we discuss different lessons that we learn from a different episode of Spongebob and we have a little bit of fun along the way, hopefully. Hopefully a little bit more than a little. Yeah. At least and an a, adequate A moderate amount. amount. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> adequate, moderate, a, a solid amount, yeah. if you will. Your daily dose. Daily dose of your fun. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this week we're watching season three episode 18 missing identity and plankton's army act one missing identity so we start off this act we find ourselves in this little diner in bikini bottom it's raining it's very like noirish and there's a fish doing a crossword puzzle right at the diner bar and he realizes he lost his pen and SpongeBob decides to use this as an in to start telling the entire diner a story about how he lost his identity, aka how he lost his name tag. And after all these shenanigans that he tells in this story, it turns out he never lost his name tag. He just had his shirt on backwards. What a dumb dumb dumb. <laughs> so to start things off, Josh, I think I need to ask the hard hitting question. Ooh. Is what do you think snail po tastes like? <laughs> um have you have you ever had cat or dog food before that was another question i don't think i have i know a lot of people when they're younger they just get like curious and they eat one but i never was that curious i guess I, i've tried dog food before and it's pretty nasty so from I'm the at, can yeah from the can um and so i think snail poo po must like taste like actual <laughs> right well how's it nasty in in what way did you think the dog food was nasty it just tastes bad i don't know like i don't know how to describe it other than it just tastes like the worst possible thing you can possibly eat like you know you can get like crappy frozen food from like yeah a gas station it's like that but like 20 times worse if it was just left like, out and rotted <laughs> visually what like strikes me as similar to dog food is like canned chili okay and when i was in high school i went on a huge like cornbread and chili kick but of course i was in high school so i didn't know how to cook anything so i just <laughs> would you know get a can of hormel chili and uh, like a packet of cornbread it was probably fine it's, right i mean it tasted fine to me yeah. so i don't know i just I think... always wonder if i could eat because i know there's people who make like their own dog treats in that case i would probably taste it because like yeah Odds are it's using just normal ingredients, but like processed dog treats. Like, I don't think I, I don't see myself eating fucking milk bones and being like, hmm, <laughs> delicious. Just pull out your snacks during work and it's just a bag of milk bones. <laughs> <laughs> they were on sale two for one yeah. at Costco. Was like a big Costco bag. It's just a giant fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't know. Cause I also think it's funny because sometimes you see stuff on like Twitter or like TikTok or something, they're like, how many of these did you eat? And then like, it's usually like a boyfriend. He's like, yeah, I ate some. I ate like, like six of them. Why? 
And then she goes, these are for the dog, you idiot. <laughs> and then they're always like, oh, shit. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if someone could just secretly give me dog food snacks and I'd be like, mm, delicious. I think it's like a it quality of stuff, right? Like if you're getting like for dog food, like Elpo is probably the crappiest dog food that I've ever seen. <laughs> and that was the one I tried. And it was just like nasty. But there's really like high, higher quality, like Purina. Organic stuff. Yeah, organic stuff. Like what's the one with the little white dog on it? I don't a little know. Little fluffy one. I don't remember. I don't know. If anyone knows, uh, let us know. And Maybe Fancy Feast is pretty good, though, for cats. Oh, yeah, for cats. I imagine cat food just mostly tastes like tuna of some sorts, right? Yeah. But, like, that animation that they made of SpongeBob, though, with, like, it's like his tongue, like, what, it's all shriveled. It's, it's disgusting. That's what I imagine someone looks like after, like, a dement- dementor kiss of some sorts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they lost their soul. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I like how like the the noise reverberates all the way. <laughs> He's like, "There's a disturbance." There's a disturbance. <laughs> oh, that was good. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, noir setting. Yeah, it. that was. I really like enjoyed that. Like, it was like something different. And even what well, the lighting wasn't super different, but the vibe was just like set up very well. To yeah, be, like, a it's noir. like the nice. It's the music and like the like the rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, noir is like always known like all those like nice like mysteries. Like it's always known for like ooh, it's a little rainy inside of this little diner. Yeah, and then she walked into my life and ruined it. <laughs> you know, but like it gets so messed up that like SpongeBob's like I'm gonna find an opening to start telling my story. Well, that was my of first how my day went. That was my first lesson from this episode. It's just like don't butt into someone's conversation. Like I feel like people do that a lot where they're just like, "Oh, I have this like antidote I can just throw into someone else's conversation when I wasn't even a part of it to begin with." And usually oh, yeah, that... a lot of times that stuff that like sometimes it has nothing to do with what they were actually talking about. They're just like, "I want to relate somehow." So that literally happened at the solving party that was that was this girl walked up to us she had already been rude to me earlier in the day, but uh, she walked up to us and like inserted herself into our conversation, like and not in a "Hey, I want to be friends with you" way, but in a more like "Pay attention to me" kind of way. Yeah. And I just made her f- feel really uncomfortable until she left. Maybe that's so what, that was nice. Maybe that's what they should have done with SpongeBob. Like I just like the fact that he's just like been sitting in a diner for God knows how long. Waiting to like tell someone this crappy story about his name tag. <laughs> also, I didn't know that this was the episode that they had like that really distinct meme where the he's just like staring meme. like yeah. existentially yeah. into his coffee or whatever. <laughs> I think we've said it that season three is like probably the most memes I've seen. Oh yeah, so far. So it's like this is probably if one of the peak of SpongeBob right now. So. Um, another. Another thing that happened, um, I'm trying to remember the exact moment, but where he says pourquoi. Yeah. I've been saying that for a good amount of my life, and I have no idea where I got it from, and I think this is where I got it from. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I like people would be like, oh, I'm like, I'm not feeling too good. And I'm like, oh, pourquoi? <laughs> but like, like, obviously, I don't know. I barely know what the f- it means, but like. It was one of those things like I would never, I would always say it all the time. And now I saw it in this episode and I'm like, I guarantee you, I probably stole it from here. Probably. Like, cause I don't know what, I don't You're, know exactly what it's referencing. Yeah. You're but definitely not original sure. enough to bring it up for yourself. So, yeah, exactly. I'm not, and I'm also not cultured enough to get it from the original source. No. 
Um, speaking of like references I didn't understand, during the whole like bank robbery scene when they had the, the name tag and the guy yells mm-hmm. Attica, do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so did you Google it? Because I, I didn't, did. I didn't Google it. Okay, no. so I was very confused about it as well. But apparently, uh, I got a little bit of history for everyone. Oh, good. Attica is uh, basically prison riots that happened on September 9th, 1971. Over 2,000 inmates rioted and took uh, control of the prison, and they took 42 officers, staff, civilians, and other people hostage and created a list of demands, basically for, like, better rights and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Which it's, like, kind of crazy because uh, what ended up happening is they kind of instilled, like, a police state, and then they just broke into the prison and all these people died, and they didn't even get their rights. Yikes. So it was, like... It's a super political like reference in a kids show that literally only the parents could understand. Well, even then, like I don't, I don't super understand the context of like what's happening in this episode with that at all. Like, yeah, it's like he's not protesting. He's anything. robbing. He's a robbing bank. a bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I have no idea. It's just, I think it was just one of those things like we need him to yell something and we're just going <laughs> to. Someone quickly find a reference of some sort that we can use. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just have him yell Attica. <laughs> Genius. I, 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 don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, so the whole like premise of this uh, act is, you know, SpongeBob not being able to find his name tag. Um, and I know my mom has a very high, like, high occurrence of in her life where she like it's like i can't find my phone and it's in her hand or like where are my glasses like where her sunglasses and they're on the top of her head has that ever happened to you uh i have done that with like pens and pencils before um Mm -hmm. i think more recently i know that it happens a lot like in the morning when i'm like oh i've slept through my alarm i have five minutes to get to the train like (laughs) where is my phone and stuff i'm like have the phone in my hand and stuff like like, oh this is it or my keys are in my hand i'm like all right i need to stop looking so it's just like those moments of panic when i'm already all over the place that i forget stuff like that but i think there's nothing distinct that i can remember other than that what's weird for me is like i don't really think it happens to me very often like i can't even remember like one instance where i've been like hey do you know where my glasses are at or my phones are at and like I have it in my hand. Like I think I guess the closest that happens is like when I'm like, oh, I need my phone and I'm using it like a flashlight. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably, but it's never because I'm looking for my phone. It's always because like, oh, I need to text someone, like while I'm doing something else, and I'm like, oh, I have my phone in my hand. I can't text anyone because I'm literally using my phone for something other else. things. Yeah. Yeah. But like I. I don't know. My mom does it all the time and it just cracks me up because she'd be like, oh, do you know where like my phone is? I'm like, mom, you're, you're talking. <laughs> you have it. <laughs> you're literally t- talking right now. Um, but yeah, what another thing that I thought was really crazy about this episode is so he goes to retrace his steps, right? Yeah. Which I think I also put as a small lesson that retracing your steps is actually a perfect way to find your stuff. They actually say that like, have you ever walked into a room and you forgot what you were going to say? Yeah. They say that if you back up and you walk into the room again, it like huh. resets your brain. Huh, okay. I've never tried it because usually when I forget something, it's I'm not doing anything of note. I'm just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> or like recording this podcast where I was like, I was going to say something, but then I forgot. Right. Um, like this exact moment right now. No, <laughs> but the thing that like 
drove me insane slash like was really interesting that you don't see in any other SpongeBob episode is when he retraces his steps, there are literally steps that we didn't see as an audience that they cut out completely where he's like, says hi to old man Jenkins oh, yeah. and like the apple on Mr. Krabs' desk. And then he gets thrown into the dumpster. Why do you think he got thrown into that dumpster? You know, the same reason that every too nice person gets thrown into the dumpster. <laughs> I just feel like they were uh, just being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor SpongeBob's too nice for his own good sometimes. Yeah. But he doesn't care, so it doesn't matter. I guess that whole like ignorance is bliss kind of situation. Yeah. But I like it because like it's not very often that cartoons make the choice that like their characters exist outside of the time that like you know people see them. And I think it was a nice little touch. That just like the skipping, the old man Jenkins, the apple, and the dumpster, and it's just like all these little things that happen that I like I get it, they were just put in there for the story, but in my imagination, I like to think like, oh, things do happen in between transitions. They do have a life, when- yeah. Because all we saw is him, we saw him skipping to work, and then he just mm-hmm. cuts right to him being at work. So it's kind of interesting to think that in every, probably in every, every episode, when we see characters going from place to place, all the little interactions they have, like it just builds on that world a lot more, which is kind of cool to think. Um, One small lesson that I put was compliment people when they have a good idea, when he calls Squidward a genius. And then he got him to do him a favor because you never know. Sometimes when you, if you're nice to people, they'll do you favors. Also, like if you're asking someone to do a favor for you, don't be mean. Like SpongeBob, I think was the rudest I've ever seen him be to Patrick in this episode. Even though Patrick like gets screwing up, but like he's doing SpongeBob a favor by like trying to help out and stuff, you know? Yeah, I do like how he's like my like saying hello for me is like every hello is unique. You can't just like redo hellos. Yeah. It's not like some tape. Re- He's like, <laughs> my hellos aren't some tape recording that you can rewind. And I like to think about that. Like, I think that's actually a good small lesson is like, um, I think a lot of times when we greet people or even just interact with people, we kind of just go through the motions. Yeah. I know that I do that a lot, especially like in New York. Like I deal with like some, you deal with like a lot of doormen and it's like, I, I know exactly what's going to happen when I walk into like my works uh, like lobby. I'm going to see the doorman. I'm going to give him a nod and then I'm going to go wait for the elevator. But like, I'm sure there are people who are a lot better at being people than I am <laughs> where they just say like, Oh, good morning. How are you? I hope you're having a great morning and ha- actually getting to know the people around them. And I think that's like a small lesson that I could probably incorporate into my own life, but also like slowly incorporate into your life i guess too if you want <laughs> so i want to talk about like the whole reason spongebob freaks out about this name yeah. tag situation is because like the uniform inspection is happening i find it surprising that mr krabs would care about something like that you know i think it's uh i it, i like it because it's a good character choice it's like um my dad used to talk about it a lot in the army is they they do check your uniforms and i remember i specifically remember like times in in my like young young life where my dad was like he was about to go through like a uniform inspection so he had to like measure out how his like dress blues would be yeah and you at they were like up to like the quarter inch and stuff like that like his little i I forgot what they're called basically like pendants and stuff like that had to be like in certain spots and but one thing that i really thought was funny was that he tells squidward to shave yeah he has to shave his nose. 
<laughs> that's one thing I want to talk about is I don't think anyone, I don't think I've ever met anyone with a hairy nose. No, me either. I don't think that's I a think thing. I think like the closest people get is like maybe if you want to count like the, like a monobrow situation. Yeah. Like if you consider that as like the top, top of your nose. But like, I, I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable that he had hair on his bulbous nose. Well, he, got, he has a big nose, right? So he got a lot yeah. of blood flow there. So that just makes the hair follicles more fertile. <laughs> I just, I'm, I don't want to Google it. So if anyone could let me know, do people grow hair on their nose? We're gonna get not in it. Everyone knows you got hairs in your nose for sniffing. These, and these are gonna be the most disgusting emails we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, just send me like a censored still of someone's <laughs> nose. Outer nose hair. <laughs> Time for the bubble break. Bubble, bubble, bubble break. All right, Josh. So I want to get really creative with this bubble break, and I want to ask you something that happens in Act Two. Okay. Are you ready? I am so ready. All right. So Plankton uh, in the next act kind of like forms together like a human ear with his family and all this other stuff. And I was curious if you were. Even plankton size, or even normal size right now, if you just had that many of you that you could hive mind together and create different objects or like just achieve different tasks as like a like unit that doesn't hurt, get hurt, like <laughs> like a sum of its parts, I guess. An if indestructible that makes sense. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know how like ants band together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like we see that so much in cartoons where they're like, you know, a bunch of little things get together and then they become like a fist and then they punch people in the face. And like, even though the outer ants are fine, the inner ants are safe. Yeah. Because ants do that. They like make rafts. Yeah. Out of no, it's bodies. crazy. There's a lot of, I think there's other, there's other animals that do the same stuff. It's wild how they do that. Um, I don't know. First of all, I can barely stand one of me, so imagine like a whole <laughs> army of me would be fucking terrible. But the thing is, like with a hive mind, in theory, in this scenario, it wouldn't be like another version of you. It would be like <laughs> it's it'd be like having another hand. Yeah, you would just be another thing attached to your body. Uh, I don't know. I guess I would get things done more efficiently, like a lot more efficiently, somehow. I like to imagine you like going to a lighting call and just and everyone's like, I could just well that's the thing too like at work if I just send all of me to one light I already know how I want it done and be done in like a fucking second right yeah like I like the like I like to imagine that you go like hop 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 and then you like one jumps on top of the other's yeah. like shoulders and the other one jumps on the like have you seen like people in the circus yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that and then you go and you like put the light and then jump back down and you go to the next, next one light. yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd like that. That or like, I would use that ability and just not do theater and like maybe make a bunch of me to make like a society somewhere or like build homes for the homeless. <laughs> I don't know. Do something like use that power for good where I can be more efficient to help people in some way, you know? Storm the White House. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> create create your own police force. <laughs> Community policing at its finest. Oh. Oh man, that'd be that'd be good. That that's what I would do with mine. Yeah, I'd create like my own, my own nation. <laughs> I'd be just like running around, roaming around, being like, 
like consume them. The OR. There's edition. this. There is this game on uh that I could download for the iPhone. Dang, I forgot what it was called. But literally, that was the whole point of it. Is like you would mob other players and you would slowly collect more people uh, in your mob yeah. until eventually you like would absorb whole like like groups of Armies like 100 of yeah. and like 200 and i like to think like that's how the hive mind would work is that it would slowly just like suck up all of manhattan do you think that'd be a good way to solve world peace you know because you're all the same person like you don't have to worry about it. yeah you can't fight you don't have to fight yourself no you just <laughs> you just like nope i decide not to do that <laughs> the end and it would probably be boring though i'd like to also try to like go on some big adventure on my, with like that whole group of myself, you know, like in inside out where they get the, the multiple boyfriends to build like a bridge and stuff. Like I'd like yeah. multiple me to like build a bridge and, and I can like build a ladder. This is scale like mountains and shit. like, I think that'd be fun. I forgot about that part inside out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it, I, it's kind of weird because we're like normal sized. So like, I can't like imagine having, you know, like, even like 10 of me in this room right now <laughs> you know yeah. like i would they would we would have to be like plankton sized yeah like i would have to exist in the world like that because i don't i don't know if i could have that many of me in taking so much space it'd be a lot it'd be a lot it to would, handle it'd just be too much if i was a plankton size and there's that many of me like i want to be like a interactive art exhibit of some sort it's like i can morph Ooh. to be whatever like these people are doing or thinking or like something that works with people and stuff like that i think that'd be just, fun it should be like dance monkey yeah dance. <laughs> make a and then they just yell out random shapes you just do it cube and then you just turn into a cube and you're like sphere and then you're a sphere and then other geometric shapes or can you imagine having a band like with just all yourself, like you each just sing a different part or play a different part, like that was. Or you just become like a big trumpet, <laughs> a giant trumpet. You, you turn into the instrument, except and you play a different part. Except you're just screaming, and that's the noise that's coming. Yeah. Out. Act two, Plankton's army. We start off at the Krusty Krab, and Mr. Krabs lets everyone know that they have to be on the lookout because it's the 25th anniversary of its arch rival Plankton trying to steal the Krabby Patty formula. And as it turns out, a robot comes in and buys some coral. What was it? Like chili coral bits or something like that. And uh, yeah, I think it was coral coral bits. Something like that. Yeah. And hands him a dollar. So surprised that it wasn't plankton. Uh, Mr. Crab's like, "Oh, this is fine." And it turns out plankton was in the dollar the entire time. He gets flushed down the toilet and goes home and cries to his computer wife Karen. Um, that's when he gets a genius idea to get henchmen and ends up hiring his or gathering his family of other plankton all across the sea to get the Krabby Patty formula only to find out that the secret ingredient is in fact plankton and runs away. So to start off with, I want to ask you if you had to recruit some henchmen, how would you go about doing it? Cause I think plankton went about it all wrong in this episode. Well, I, there's two ways I would do it. There's the actual way, like if I wanted to get legit henchmen, mm -hmm. I think I would like dark web it and just be like, I need like basically a hitman kind of situation. Yeah. But then like I would need to give them an assignment. I don't have any assignment for like my hench people. Not yet. Like they're like there there isn't any like 
like all the people that I would want like dead or beat up are too high profile <laughs> for me to go for that. I don't want to do that. That's that sounds like a a really quick way to be targeted by the <laughs> by the FBI agent who lives in my webcam. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and like, end up suspiciously dying, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, or missing, you know. Uh, but then the other way would just be like, I'd go to a bar and be like, "Here's fifty bucks, follow me around." Or for, like, I'm sure there's like just a legitimate security situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Money talks. I think like Plankton went about it wrong when he walked into the bar. He's like, "Oh, I know where these like." ne'er-do-wells live or whatever and he says what is it uh this whole he speech. says elicitation malefactors i am endeavoring to misappropriate the formulary for the preparation of affordable com com comment it says it says comest uh comestibles yeah c-o-m-e-s-t-i-b-l-e-s I thought it was consumables, right? Consumables. Yeah. That might just be a typo in the transcript that I copied and pasted this one. <laughs> no, because I had uh, the subtitles on when I watched it, and it had that mm. same word. And I was like, oh, I don't, I've never heard this word before. It's weird. That's the problem with the subtitles is usually they're closed captioned by someone listening to them, yeah. so they might have just misspelled that. Gotcha. I gotta, I gotta, we gotta rewatch and listen to that one part. <laughs> But still, it's like money talks, I think, in any situation. So if you're mm-hmm. out there trying to look for henchmen, henchmen, even on the dark web, you still got to put a credit card down and pay them to get it done. Yeah, you got to put your Bitcoin wallet where your mouth is. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get why he couldn't just make henchmen out of those robots. I don't know The either. robot did a really good job or ordering coral bits or whatever. We also like had laser vision and melted the front door of the Krusty Krab. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, he could have just melted the safe. That the secret formula was in, right? Yeah, he could have just wrote on top of his head and he's like, pew pew. It always surprises me how Plankton's probably the stupidest smart person in Bikini Bottom. I mean, considering all his family. He, That's like, true. That's like another thing I want to bring up. So, like, he says, it's been a while since I've been back home. And do you think that means that he left them and now they're all stupid? Or do you think he left them and he didn't realize how stupid they were until he left? I think it's probably one of those situations where I think you see this happen with people all the time. Like, well, my family like doesn't really do anything else. So I'm going to go to college and better myself. And then you kind of mm-hmm. forget like what it's like to be around them. And so that's probably what it was. Or you move away just from like your hometown yeah. and then you realize that you lived with a bunch of hicks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like to also think that like they were all super intelligent and then playing uh plankton left and he was like, Oh, and then they were like, well, we're going to stop trying. Well, then there's nothing for us to really assume that none of them were really that smart. I think there was just only like one cousin that couldn't read. Right. But all the rest of them uh, yeah. could read. And it all I'm pretty sure like that was Clem. Was it I don't Fle- think Clem can read. I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, I do like their names though. Or Billy Bob, yeah. Billy Bob Jr. What is it? Rufus, Zeke, <laughs> Billy, Bolly, Banana fan of Philly or something (laughs) like that. What I do like to mention is that this is a perfect example of showing everyone that Karen is a total babe because all of Plankton's family was like, damn. They were were literally like drooling for Karen. So it makes me wonder what, like obviously Karen smarts and whatever, but like, what is super attractive? What 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 is it with plankton 
as a species wanting to have sex with a computer <laughs> wife. I don't understand what. So in this case, I think that we're going to get two experts. I think if we got like an engineer and a marine <laughs> biologist, if you guys can collaborate and just let us know, write an entire yeah. essay for us about how that works, that'd be really great. How do plankton reproduce? And is that conducive to a computer wife? <laughs> Who he kills in this episode. He unplugs her. Basically like killing her. Okay. That's another. Uh, that's just. Okay. Let's go on a small tangent. Mm-hmm. If you're a robot and you power down. Are you dead? I feel like you must be right. Like what's the equivalent? I guess your motherboard dying would be you dying because then you just you just get plugged back in you're alive and it's like you never you in your mind you never missed anything right in theory maybe that's all we are though maybe we get unplugged and we get replugged in and we just get reincarnated somewhere else who's to say i don't like this i don't <laughs> like this uh let's talk about when mr krabs one moment where he throws plankton down in the toilet and then he says now time for the chaser does that mean he's sh- in that toilet after plankton went through the toilet or pissed yeah like i just didn't understand he's like now time for the chaser and i don't and they didn't show him like doing anything else to plankton so i'm assuming he flushed plankton and then decided like i'm gonna take and then you know i wouldn't put bass mr crabs to do something like that i 100 percent think he would do something like that imagine being small and then like getting you know almost drowned quote unquote drowned mm-hmm. uh in the toilet and then being uh blasted having that. to get out very quick <laughs> having to get out very quick before Mr. Krabs big old poop. Maybe he did wreck the bathroom. Like that could read. There's a through line there because he tells SpongeBob before to hose it down. Hose it down. So maybe he just like explosive diarrhea <laughs> for the chaser <laughs> and then had SpongeBob go clean it up later. Which again, don't have your fry cook clean the bathrooms. That is a terrible idea. I mean, I think that there should be, everyone should have like their own job to do. I think if the fry cook is cleaning the bathroom, it should be an end of the day kind yeah. of situation. Because like, you, Josh, I'm sorry to let you know, but I guarantee you at some fast food place you've eaten, there's definitely been a person who has, you know, it's, oh, it's your turn to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> And then they wash their hands and they go back to making you burgers. You know what? It's fine, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> it's just extra seasoning, I guess, right? <laughs> Gross. One small lesson that I got was uh, when Plankton comes and talks with Karen and she's like, oh, you need to talk. I put as talking will make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So it's good to talk about things. And also it's good to ask for help. Yeah. You know, because he had all this family, you know. Um, put them work. <laughs> let them work. I, I got... um. If you're going to take something apart, make sure you label the pieces and know where they go. Like when uh, Plankton's putting himself back together, he labeled his left and right leg. I was like, that's smart. Sometimes you got to do that, especially like tiny computer parts. Sometimes you got to make sure you know where it goes where. So you don't end up with like three extra screws afterwards and be like, what did I up? I'm a real big fan of, I'm pretty sure Adam Savage, the guy from Mythbusters. Mm -hmm. He recommends that you get like a mat if you ever take something apart, you get a mat and then you put it from like left to right the way that you like took things apart. So like you would get one row and then start another row and then start another row. And then when you rebuilt it, you just start at the bottom and work your way up. 
and you know you're going in the right order. When I had it like way back in the day when PSP was a thing, I had to take my PSP apart a couple times. One time because my sister dropped it in the toilet and stuff, so I had to like replace this like the button band or something. It's the whatever sensors are, but I would mm. always take it apart and lay it out how it was assembled, so it still resembled mm. like the PSP, and I knew like all right, this part all goes like a big puzzle kind of thing. Yeah. Because I think if I laid it out from left to right, I'd forget in what order or like how that how all fit back. together. Yeah. Hmm. Smart. Um, uh, let us know what your secret is <laughs> taking back. apart rebuilding things. What did you think of uh, Plankton's name? His real name? Oh, Sheldon. Sheldon. I was fine with it. And like, I, like, again, I don't really get that gag as much because it's not like that. It's not better. It's like not any worse than Rufus no. or Zeke, no, or whatever that banana fan of Philly, Billy, Billy, whatever <laughs> that person's name is. Well, I think that's like a small lesson. Is just like why you're making fun of people's names. Like people's names come from all, like all over the place. To make fun of someone's name is kind of just like ignorant and mean. And it's just lazy. Yeah. So lazy. I think it's crazy that Mr. Krabs keeps the. Krabby Patty secret formula under his mattress. <laughs> when did that become a thing? Like, I don't get like why older people, quote unquote, always like you always see it in like cartoons and stuff. They're like, I want to hide things in my mattress or under my mattress. Probably because it's like the most, the one place that you spend a lot of time in that I would imagine like it's your bedroom, which is usually pretty secure, and it's your mm-hmm. bed. Like, you're on, on top of it. Like, no one's going to come get it like while you're sleeping and crap, right? That's what I would think. Yeah, my uh, my small lesson for that was keep in an actual safe place. Yes. <laughs> I mean it's kind of hard because like, in theory, if you had like an actual safe safe, people know all your your scary stuffs in there. Exactly. You know, I think the most like secure place would be like a a lockbox situation somewhere off at like a bank or something like that. But even yeah. then, it can get robbed. So I don't know what the safest place would be. Yeah, like what kind of Ocean's 13 is going on at your bank right now that you don't know? Exactly. <laughs> and people are stealing your collectible Pokemon cards. Uh, your your first edition Charizard holographic cards. But no. It was smart of Mr. Krabs to think that far ahead and give like a a, a fake secret mm-hmm. Krabby formula at the Krabby, Krusty Krab, you know, and putting plankton as a secret ingredient. I thought that's like evil genius status right there. Yeah. Although, that is a crazy amount of plankton. Four heaping pounds. It must be some sort of crime, right? Of some sort. It's like to grind up that much of like, we realize that plankton's like a living being, a person mm-hmm. in this universe. To grind up that much of it must be some sort of crime. I don't know. He really like, when he kept dressing up as a roach, which another thing I want to bring up is, I don't know why plankton was so roach heavy on, <laughs> on his plant. At a restaurant. Like, You're already small. Uh, but... He got pretty like squashed every single time with no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I would not dress up as a roach. Like do anything else, literally anything. The dollar was a smart idea. He just busted the night that too early and came out. <laughs> but the thing is, like, also like, okay, now you're in the cash register. Why don't you disguise yourself as a tomato or something? Yeah, Plankton has or a lot to learn. I think a sesame seed. Oh, a sesame seed would be good. Uh, I have another quick question. What do you think was on Clem's hand? Oh, 
It's like drool. <laughs> Hopefully drool. Ejaculate. Oh, I hope not. Imagine. <laughs> just like, I don't know, just gunk. Maybe it's just maybe it was just gunk. Maybe it's just like hasn't showered in a bit, you know. Maybe it's like you know when you travel, you don't always have time to tra- shower and stuff like that. So maybe it just got a little dirty while he's coming here from wherever he's from, you know. You you make time, Josh. <laughs> Are you not showering when you travel? <laughs> I never shower. That's my secret. Ready for our wombo lesson? Oh yeah! <laughs> All right. So I'm interested to hear what you got for your uh, wombo lesson this week. You know, it was actually pretty hard this one around yeah. this time around because I didn't want to use all my small lessons. So I kind of tweaked one small lesson and I think it kind of works. So mine was don't be afraid to pull the resources you have when you're in need because that's um, pretty close yeah, to so what I got. Yeah, yeah. it's it, this was a hard episode. Yeah. So if you copied me on this one, I wouldn't feel bad because <laughs> the, <laughs> the first half was very much like SpongeBob asking Squidward to cover for him. He's asking Patrick to like, you know, keep saying hi to him and also help him look for things. Like it's, I wanted to change it more. Like I wanted to do something more than like, Oh, ask for help because I kind of mentioned that already, but because like there's a difference I think between asking for help and then looking around and seeing what's available to you and then using that to your advantage because same thing with like the second half is like Plankton didn't really ask for help. He just told his family come over and then we're going to do this. What are your demands? And then he kind of like convinced them to do it. Yeah. Again, it kind of goes hand in hand with asking for help, but I know there's like times where I'm like sometimes having trouble or like issues with something and sometimes just sitting back and being like, okay, what, what can I do to help my situation yeah, now? You just take a look and, at the big picture and what's available. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. And like sometimes that includes asking for help or sometimes that means like, oh, maybe you, you know, do like just a, tackle the problem from a different yeah, angle. Yeah, approach you know? it differently. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Because yeah, it kind of went with get? mine as just like, I didn't want to do the whole ask for help either because I think that's pretty thing or pretty, uh, pretty like common, you know, we've mm-hmm. done that in the past. So I said, uh, Sometimes like two heads are better than one, you know, in this situation, mm-hmm. because I think yeah. in both parts, what we see is it's not really that anyone really asked for help. It's just that that help was given to them like a set, a different perspective, helped them out. So with SpongeBob, mm-hmm. he found his name tag because he had Patrick there to be like, oh, your your name tag is like on backwards or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then um, Karen was the one that suggested or put the idea in Plankton's head is like, oh, you need henchmen and stuff like that. So it's just like having that second person there to help brainstorm an idea or help give you a different perspective. I think people undervalue a lot, you know, and I think that's why, you know, people have assistance and stuff like that, because it's not just that you're helping out with someone. It's that you're there to help brainstorm or come up with ideas and crap, you know? Yeah. And I think yours uh, goes really well too, with a little earlier in the episode with uh, SpongeBob and Squidward. Mm -hmm. He's like, why don't you just retrace your steps? Cause I also don't like, Sometimes you need the other perspective and sometimes you also need someone to get you back on like a mental track. Yeah. Because I know sometimes I've been on shoots where like the person like who's been DPing and I'm kind of just helping out kind of gets in like in their own head. 
and I'm just like, don't worry about it. Just let me do it. Or I'm like, have you tried this? And they're like, oh yeah, this is completely, why didn't I think of that? And obviously SpongeBob was freaking out a lot more than the average person yeah. in, in act one. But like, that's definitely, it happens to people all the time. I can see, you can see people get flustered and just like being that voice of, of reason yeah. to them kind of helps out. And it's like, it happens in everyday situations. And I think that's why when people are afraid to like include their friends or family and stuff that's going on. And yeah, that's a small lesson you got earlier was yeah. just like, don't be afraid to talk about stuff because talking helps. And in this case it does like you get that perspective from someone else. Like maybe you weren't thinking about it this way and they're like, Oh, why don't you try this? And you're like, I could have saved so much time if I would have just done this yeah. instead, you know? So and then, like, I do that natural a lot because I'm just an anxious person. Like, I already have an idea. Like, <laughs> I'm just like my mom because my mom does the same thing. Like, she'll ask for advice. Mm-hmm. But she already knows what she wants to do. She's just bouncing the idea off someone else so that way it just doesn't sound stupid. <laughs> yeah. And my dad always, like, my dad always gets mad. He's like, your mom always asked me for your for like advice about something and then she ends up picking whatever she wanted to pick anyways. And I do the same thing with Fatima where I'm like, even just doing our Halloween costumes, I was like, well, I want to do it this way, but I could also do it this way. And it's more than I'm just thinking out loud and I need someone else to be like, just Oh, this, that's a good idea. Or that's board. a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't know your, your lesson definitely like for me falls in that category where like just having, being able to bounce it off someone it does more for you than you think. Exactly. I think. Yeah. Than just living in a little vacuum where you're like, this is a great idea. Yeah. It's all about that collaboration, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, this is why, this is why I keep you around, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be useful somehow. <laughs> Same. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything, any suggestions, comments, um, I don't know, some, some sexy pictures of some, sexy sexy nose hairs mm-hmm. um please reach out to or, us uh, on ismedusapodcast.com some research about how planktons can fuck a robot either one of those would be great <laughs> yeah that's fine anything to satisfy our curiosity yeah. <laughs> you can reach out to us on ismedusapodcast.com or email us at ismedusapodcast at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram and twitter subscribe to us on all your wonderful podcasting places like apple Podcasts, stitcher and spotify and of course, sharing us with your friends and your enemies and all that other beautiful things that we say every week. And hopefully you haven't forgotten uh, every time we say it. conditioned you by now to start yeah, doing those I, things. Because every time I read it, I try to read it somehow a little bit different, but it's... <laughs> it's all, it all feels the same. <laughs> it's, it's all the same. <laughs> it's just a rebranding. It's crappy rebranding. Yeah. Um, before we go, Omar, I wanted... Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of tackle something you mentioned earlier. Um, oh, what is that? I know that you haven't tried dog food or cat food before. Mm-hmm. I think you got to just break the sill, you know? So if I, What if I become an addict? Well, maybe it's cheaper food. Who knows? It might be beneficial for you in the end. I actually have a can of dog food right here just for my own supplies. You know, you never know when you might need to feed a dog. Yeah. Um, so I would like you to try it. Uh, one question before I try this. Yeah. Is it dairy free? Um, yeah. Cool. I'm so glad that And it's vegan. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm I'm so glad that insert brand name here uh gave you this 
wonderful dog food for me to try. Wow. Um, if only we had a real sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Blech, blech, blech.